All right, welcome to Show Me Your Mic. I'm Chris Enns. This is episode 11 of the of Show Me Your Mic, and I uh, just passed over the into the double digits. And so thanks to all the people who've listened. I really appreciate it. Uh, as of this recording, it's actually the day that the episode with um, Mr. Dan Benjamin just went out. And so great to see all the new folks listening and uh, enjoying that. And thanks to Dan, of course, for publishing it and throwing it on his website as well, 5x5.tv. And uh, so, yeah, hopefully I can, uh, we can keep, keep your interest, keep you wanting to listen here and uh, in chatting with interesting folks about the podcasting. And so today, in light of that, maybe we're going all the way across the ocean, around the world from where I am anyways, over to Australia. So I'm joined by Andrew Helmich. Hey, Andrew, are you there? Yeah, sure am, Chris. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, it's great to have you on. And uh, Andrew is another one uh, like Cynthia Sanchez, actually, who... <laughs> Funny coincidence, she was, or I don't know how you guys are calling it, she was on your show and you were on her show, sort of a crossover type thing that, uh, episode nine, and she was also on episode nine of this show, so funny little world of, of stuff, but she came to me through uh, the Google Plus community on podcasting, which I know that's where you and I connected as well, um, and we'll maybe talk about that a bit, but uh, just for folks who are new to you, uh, what's sort of your day job stuff, and then what do you, where did you get into podcasting, but yeah, sure. So I'm a, I'm a wedding photographer. I have been so for about 14 years now. Uh, I live on the, the east coast of Australia, just north of Sydney. And um, yeah, like the photography just been, has been a passion. It's been, that's, that's what supports our family. That is, that's the full-time job. And uh, I guess we're pretty technically minded now these days with the digital photography. And I somehow have come across a, a bunch of podcasts, slowly built up and then came across the podcasts about podcasting and thought I'd love to do it one day. And yeah, just slowly, slowly, slowly headed down that road and then I bought a package and went all out and uh, hit the ground running and now I have two podcasts. Yeah, that's what uh, we were talking before we started recording that kind of threw me for a loop because I, I had researched one podcast and then actually didn't, you know, just sometimes you don't click the right links or miss the, <laughs> the stuff and then I went back to research again and I thought, oh, this is a different podcast and I wasn't sure. And so you've got uh, the, the Wedding Photographer Podcast, which is part of your, like you said, part of your day job. Uh, sort of connected with that. And then you've also got uh, Photo Biz Exposed, which is kind of like how to make money in the photography business. Am I paraphrasing them right? Yeah, yeah pre- pretty close. The, the, <laughs> the, wedding, the wedding podcast is actually more for brides uh, looking to get married. And that, uh, uh, the, the toughest part, I guess, with that podcast and the part that was a little bit depressing as a podcaster is those, uh, those listeners seem to come on while they're you know, in that lead up to their wedding and then they drop off. So the stats, if you're into stats, you don't want to start a wedding podcast, I'll tell you that because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a difficult crowd or difficult, difficult audience to grow um, because they do tend to drop off once they get married, you know, which, which I expect. Yeah. But the, um, the photography business exposed, that's reasonably new and uh, that is, that's dedicated to uh, it's in another interview-based podcast where I interview photographers and uh, marketers, whether they're offline or online, and, and business experts, and, and get their their take on how to have a, su- uh, a successful photography business, and that's that's been so well received. That the, it's, uh, if you're into stats, that that's a really nice one. It's, uh, I've been really really stoked, and I've recently been featured on the new and noteworthy in iTunes, which um, I'm sure is making a difference. And it's just been really rewarding that one. Yeah, it's always fun to have. Uh, well, <laughs> as anybody who does podcasting, it's always fun to have, know that there's listeners <laughs> out there. Because, uh, yeah, <laughs> the first couple of episodes you can always get by by just, you know, it's fun to have your episode out there. And and even if the first five downloads are just yourself and your your mom or your friend or whatever. But after that, yeah, it's kind of nice to have a little bit of audience out there. So, um, but that's a good point, I think, for people who are getting into this and even just thinking about, and, and it applies to blogging and whatever else, other ventures you might do online, but how viable the audience can be. Because um, I know in various shows that I've done too, it's, the audience can sometimes, even like an interview show, like what you're doing now, sometimes the audience can can grow and, and shrink depending on your uh, guest and um, just something for people to take into account, I guess, when they when they first start out. Obviously, once your show is popular enough, it, it builds its own audience into it and, and that's great down the road, but yeah. So um, in terms of what you're doing is for podcasting, let's just get some of the gear stuff out of the way maybe and, and uh, just talk a bit about that just to get a sense for what goes on down under in the podcasting world. I suspect it's fairly similar to what goes on over here, but um, 
what kind of uh, I don't know, like mics and, and equipment are you using to to record your podcasts? Yeah, okay. So well, I guess being a bit of a techno snob and and a photographer and coming from that background, I, I jumped in, you know, head first really. And I, I did actually buy one of Cliff Ravencraft's uh, packages. So I've got the Mackie uh, VLZ fourteen zero two mixer, and I'm speaking on the Heil PR forty um, with one of their boom arms and the shock mounts, and uh, just using a, a Mac, uh, a laptop to, to to process the whole thing. And I'm also actually I'm using a Roland R-05 to record, and that, that's been the, the best thing. Uh, I've used that just to record actual shows um, out and about, and I also back up to that, and, and they're, the, they're the files that I actually use for my podcast off the R-05. Oh, so like a secondary, uh, as opposed to recording right into your Mac, which do you, you still do that as well? Just as a backup, or well, do you just go straight out? Oh, look, I've, I've tried a few different things, Chris, over the <laughs> over my, my little lead up, and I think as a, as a newbie, you tend to jump around a lot until you settle on something. Mm-hmm. But now I think I've got everything sorted the way I like. So I'm using Skype Call Recorder, and I'm using that as a backup. I was recording in directly into my software, which I'm using Hindenburg, but I, I get too much noise through the the fan of my laptop. So what I do is I take the file from my Ardash Five. And I have uh, me pan to one side and you pan to another or my guest pan to another and I split those tracks in Hindenburg and they're beautiful, clean, noiseless, yeah, really, really nice, clean tracks. Interesting. And because uh, I know that's what I've listened to, like Cliff Ravenscraft, if anybody's not aware, is the um, podcast answerman.com. So similar kind of show to this, even more probably gear, at least uh, the first, I don't know, 100 <laughs> He's got, I forget how many episodes he's up to, but he's got quite a few episodes anyways to go listen to if you're at all interested in really deep diving on, and, and fellow podcasters answering a lot of questions about podcasting, uh, definitely a show to go listen to. Um, but yeah, I know he's a big, big advocate and rightfully so of the offline recording as well as the digital recording and um, something that I know I need to do. And now I'm, I'm scared that I'm even saying that I... <laughs> I don't have a, a secondary source recording this because knowing the Murphy's Law or whatever, it's my computer's going to blow up as we're recording here. But um, yeah, the the R dash O five, the Roland digital recorder, is something that uh, folks can use even if they do have a mixer, even if they don't. Just having a secondary out to record your podcast with as as a backup is always a good idea. So, um, and then you're just using Skype, like you said, to chat with folks. Um, Something that we touched on before we start recording is uh, just the distance. And Skype, obviously, so far has behaved. And often I've found Skype often seems to work worse when it's someone close by <laughs> in the same city and stuff. I have more issues sometimes than across the world. But what has been your experience? And, and are you primarily interviewing folks from in and around Australia? Or is it all over the world that you've chatted with? Yeah, that looks kind of been pretty good for me. <laughs> touch touch wood. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> and uh, you'll you'll happily be uh, happily know, Chris, that I'm actually recording you and me today as well. So if yours falls there apart, we then we've got a backup today, which is great. <laughs> yeah. But Skype, yeah, overall has been pretty good. Uh, and like I did mention to you earlier, I, I have a total ban on the internet throughout the rest of the household <laughs> when I'm doing something for the podcast. Yeah, uh, all phones go to flight mode. Everyone's uh, off their laptops, and uh, I get the bandwidth, and that that seems to have helped. I'm also using a a cable connection to the. I'm not using Wi-Fi to the laptop. That's that's I think made a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one little trick that I, because I have, I've, I forgot to actually press record a couple of times in my, in the wedding podcast when I first started. So what I've also done now is uh, I asked my guests to put, the, if they have an iPhone or some sort of phone that can record is put their phone onto flight mode and also record their side of the conversation, uh, just with the, the inbuilt mic on their phone, just so there's another backup at their end as well, just in case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always a good idea. And it's ironically enough, I, on this podcast where, of course, it would be the easiest podcast in the world for me to request the other person to record because who doesn't know how other than other podcasters? <laughs> it's the one I always forget to do it <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> but I actually, I think of the 11 uh, or so episodes now, I think almost all of them, everybody else has just done it too out of habit. And I haven't even had to ask them because they, they just do it too. It's just a natural thing. You're going to talk into your mic, you hit record. That's <laughs> what you do. So um, I'm curious about this. Uh, and maybe it's familiar to some of the listeners, but uh, Hindenburg, Hindenburg uh, software that you referenced, 
Um, yeah. Because it's not something I'm familiar with. And, you know, in my world, I guess, uh, the garage bands, the Logic, the Pro Tools, if you're, you know, really high-end or whatever. And uh, and uh, those ones are I'm familiar with, at least on the Mac side. So what's, uh, what is this and why did you decide to go with it? Yeah, good good question. The uh, I, I was using GarageBand, and uh, I think a lot of podcasters that start out go that that, that direction. And I, I was pretty happy with it, but I, I just tended to be tinkering all the time and uh, never quite happy. And I thought, oh, this is cr- I'm just always chasing my tail and spending too much time. So I was looking for something that would be just simple, straightforward. And uh, I spoke to, or actually through Google Plus, I saw Max Flight talking about Hindenburg, and then I I did a little bit of an inquiry and a look around and. The software, I believe, was built for journalists and uh, just to to talk into and, and use just for for radio. So there's there's very little um, that you have to do post production. It's it's a couple of really simple buttons, and you basically record and go. It, it it really is simple. And the other thing that really swung me over to to that program was Max on Google Plus. He actually told me his exact settings. Now I know that he sounds fantastic. I'm not sure if any of your listeners know Max. But he has an amazing radio voice and I thought if I can get anywhere near that, I'll be wrapped. So he told me the exact settings he runs on Hindenburg. I downloaded a trial and I thought, wow, this is just so simple. And I went down that route. I had a special on that week as well, something to do with Radio Week or something and saved an extra $20. And uh, so I jumped in and, yeah, haven't even considered anything else since. Huh, interesting. It's funny that uh, I consider myself, you know, obviously doing this show and, and – uh and paying attention to folks like Cliff Ravenscraft and others out there who talk about podcasting a lot. It's just funny that this hasn't ever come across my radar. Not that I've, that's the beauty of the internet. There's always another corner that you discover. <laughs> um, so which, just looking at the site, um, and w- sorry, what was Max's, I'm, I'm not familiar with him, but uh, the podcast that he has just for reference. Yeah, I don't even know. He, he's, it's an, he's an aviation expert okay. or he has an aviation podcast, but I've only, I've heard him being interviewed on other shows and he always sounds great. sounds very knowledgeable. On Google Plus, in the community there, in the podcasting community, he's just like, I mean, everyone is, but he's so helpful and uh, he, he just gave up so much information. Yeah. I asked a few questions and I thought, wow, that was awesome. So I jumped in. Gotcha. Looks like it might be airplanegeeks.com if he's into flight, if I've got the right. Max Flight, anyways, is, and Robin Mark. Classic. Robert Mark. Classic. He's got a classic name, doesn't he, for an aviation yeah, podcast? That seems a little too convenient. <laughs> maybe that's not uh, that's a stage name, maybe. <laughs> um, and uh, for anybody who's listening and, and curious, of course, show notes. Uh, if you're looking for links to things we're talking about, I'll do my best to sort of mark them down as we ch- chat and have them available at sskTn.com, and then look for the "Show Me Your Mic" logo. This will be episode 11 of the show. Um, you might see Andrew's smiling face on there somewhere, and. Uh, uh, that's where you can find the stuff we're talking about. Um, going back to Hindenburg, for some reason that's a mouthful for to me for me today. Um, which version? There's I noticed there's a Pro Home Education. Obviously, NGO would be uh, what it is. NGO and mobile. Which which version are you using to record with? Okay, I don't know the the actual version uh, number, but it's just the basic. So the the Pro version you can record Skype and do a lot more with it, but it was a lot more expensive. So I just went the basic version. Gotcha. And I think I think for memory it's around a uh, hundred dollars US. I think I paid around eighty for that special. But uh, yeah, I would highly recommend trialing it out. It, it does look a little bit, I guess, com- like anything does. It looks a little bit confronting when you first open it. But I downloaded or I had a quick look at a couple of YouTube videos and some help files, and then I was off and running up uh, with Max's instruction. So if anyone, if anyone's going to have a go at it and they do want to get in contact with me and uh, ask my settings, not a problem. Happy to share. Yeah, and that's. Uh it looks interesting, and and actually the the home version looks like it's about ninety five bucks. Pro version they say is three seventy five. But yeah, if it does actually add in, like you said, some of the Skype stuff, it might be interesting as an option, sort of an all in one kit. Although, like you said, using Skype call recorder and stuff is uh, is certainly an option. So, um, and it even looks like sorry, I'm just reading, which is a bad idea to do when I'm trying to conduct it. <laughs> just got me. Curious here now. With <laughs> any time I come across a new piece of software, it's just kind of like, oh, let's tinker with this. But, um, anyways, I'll let uh, I'll try and I'll close that tab for now and come back to it. Um, so yeah, so then uh, going out to the presumably it looks like I'm guessing you're using WordPress for hosting the website, and then where where are your media files uh, hosted? Yeah, so WordPress websites for, for all my websites and uh, using Blueberry. 
And I was, again, I was tossing up between Lipson and Blueberry at the time and everyone was talking about the Blueberry PowerPress plugin for WordPress and I thought, well, why not combine? If they're running the, the plugin, they've got to be good at running the, uh, well, the handling the files. So I went with Blueberry. But I don't, I don't think from what I understand there's, there's much difference. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I knew that they did that, but I haven't. Uh, I don't think I've chatted with anybody who's done who actually is using their hosting. So that's good. But obviously, you've you've got a couple podcasts now and under your belt, and so um, you'd as far as recommending them as much as what you've experienced. Anyways, it's it's worked out okay. Yeah, really good. They're they're not as active in the in the Google Plus community, but anytime I've had an issue or a problem, they they you know they're they're quick to help. So there's no problem there. They've got a great forum. As well, just uh, I think in general for podcasting, and also for, for handling their help help issues as well. So yeah, no, definitely recommend them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use their definitely I use their PowerPress plugin on on this on sskatn.com and, and other sites, and and really enjoy it. And they were like, uh, you know, when I, Apple sort of as Apple is want to do, will uh, just sort of change stuff on the on the fly. And uh, Blueberry was very quick to upgrade their plugin to support uh, any little weird requirements that Apple had for podcasting specifications to keep your stuff listed in the store. So, which is nice because otherwise your whole business can sort of crumble if (laughs) Apple decides that all of a sudden you need to have some other weird uh, specifications for MP3 files or whatever. So, um, and then you're, uh, as far as things like uh, scheduling and and things like that with interviews, like your, your show now is uh, sort of, it is interview based guest based and, um, tips for folks who are looking to um i know i listen to some of the podcasts and it sounds like i don't know the, the, your whole community but it sounds like you know you're interviewing some of your peers and some of the folks you look up to and and things like that in your industry and so um tips for folks who are sort of starting out in this area and how to approach some of those folks that maybe they think are i don't know unapproachable or whatever the word might be yeah th- this was um this is a tough one so that the wedding podcast I found was he had different challenges to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast. So that the wedding podcast I'm interviewing, I guess, other people in the wedding industry. So it could be cake decorators, dress designers, makeup artists, florists, that sort of thing. So a lot of women in the industry. There are plenty of guys who have a lot of women. And once I tell them that it's an audio podcast only, they seem to relax. <laughs> right. <laughs> once, once they know there's no video, um, that they're more than happy to get involved. And they have it. They have a tendency to be scared in the beginning, but once we start, it's uh, it's very easy. So I tend to try and work at least two weeks in front of where I need to be. And I, I've had a couple of weeks where something's fallen through and hasn't happened. And in the beginning, I was like, oh my god, I've you know I've missed a I've missed a week. But I've realised now, you know, it doesn't matter that much, uh, particularly with the the wedding podcast because it is evergreen content. It, it'll be there. The, the girls, I think, would tend to come in and and jump around with those episodes rather than just listen in order. Mm-hmm because it depends when they're getting married and what stage they're at for their wedding. So with the, the Photo Biz Exposed podcast, this is, you're dead right. So I def, definitely targeted a few mates and a few peers to start with and to, to kick things off and uh, to find my feet. And before I started approaching the, the super big guns, and you know, I'm not saying that the guys that I did interview, them, my mates, they, uh, they're certainly well-established and great photographers, but I did, did wait a little while before I targeted some of the bigger people. And I, funnily enough, I got an email back from probably the most well-known and biggest photographer in Australia just yesterday. And uh, it's funny, but you know, it made my day getting that email saying that uh, yeah, he'd, he'd love to come on and he's looking forward to doing the show and we've just got to work out a, a time in the next few weeks. And uh, yeah, like I, I was walking on cloud nine yesterday just from getting a yes from a guest. So uh, that was pretty special. <laughs> yeah, it's a, definitely an awesome experience, especially uh, um, yeah, getting the, the yes and then when you actually do it do the interview and, and things like that and chat and get to, well, I, don't, I don't know about you, but some of the, sometimes you get the, the, the nervous bugs or whatever that's floating around your tummy before you're, you're recording. <laughs> and, uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing I was, I noticed a few things actually, I noticed when looking through what you're doing with the podcast, um, just to try and decide which way to go with this, but, uh, the, something I think that you have in common with actually Cynthia Sanchez, the, also interesting uh, podcast when I interviewed her in episode nine. I don't think I asked her about this, but um, just the idea of thanking folks either like by name or by alias or whatever that, that leave a rating or review in iTunes is, is something that's sort of a different idea to me. And um, maybe just talk, like, I mean, it seems fairly obvious, I guess, why you might want to do that. I hadn't thought of doing that as a sort of a, uh, a way of getting people to do it, I guess, in a way, and sort of what, what that's done or how that's helped you. 
Yeah, I think I think I did hear another podcast to do that somewhere. I don't know who or when, but I know that listening to a lot of podcasts myself, I get tired of hearing everyone asking, "Go to iTunes, give me a rating, <laughs> give me a review," and uh, you know, and we all do it, and uh, and yeah. certainly it's nice. I don't know how much it affects. Uh, iTunes and our rankings. I mean, some podcasters seem to think it makes a big difference, but I'm not. I'm not so sure. But I found that by by reading out a uh, a couple of different, uh, reading out the reviews, and whether it comes by email or to the iTunes uh, store to the reviews there, I think it helps make a, a connection with the with the listener. It certainly makes, um, and I would feel good if my name was read out and and I was acknowledged on a show that I was listening to. So I'm just, I guess, returning the uh, trying to pass on that feeling or pass forward that that feeling to them and. I guess it also lets other people know that if they do leave a comment, uh, I'm not actually asking for a comment, but if they do leave one, they'll certainly get acknowledged for doing that. So I, I hope that's the effect that it has and, and uh, that, that's the plan. Yeah. And it's sort of a, a less uh, less of a beg and more of a, a thanks, <laughs> I guess, is a good way of doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think we, we tend to do that so much. You know, we always – we want we want to – we. We want justification for for doing the show that we're doing, and we want to have some sort of response and know that people are out there. It's, it's uh, you know, I actually sent a uh, a message to another podcaster yesterday, and uh, you know, he he came back straight away. He goes, "It was so nice to get another message, just to know that people are really out there and listening." Because <laughs> all, all we're all we're going off is numbers. Uh, I mean, I get my numbers from Blueberry, and I think, you know, is, is that real? Is is there really that many people out there listening? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's definitely nice to get some feedback. So I'm, I make a big point of trying to give some too now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's, I know it's a struggle, I think, for um, building, building the community around something where, well, like in your, your, uh, your other podcast where people sort of come in and it's more of a utility almost. They just want, you know, a couple of bits of information and then they're gone and they aren't really going to come back because they've gotten married and, and hopefully they don't have to come back again because <laughs> they don't want to get married again or whatever. <laughs> but uh and so it's tough to build a community around that, I think, in a lot of ways, like you said. And uh, whereas your your new business or new podcast or the photo, photography business exposed does kind of lend itself a little bit more to that idea of folks sticking around and, and building into community, which um, one thing you're doing in that is uh, looks like uh, I think it was started a few episodes back. You can fill in the exact details, but doing a sort of membership premium access program that you have uh, built around that, which... Uh, I know is a well. It's partly every podcaster's dream, probably in some respect, to make a bit of money doing what <laughs> what most are you know doing in their basement or whatever extra office and stuff. But uh, just talk a bit about your premium membership and, and sort of where that's developed from. Yeah, sure. So I I definitely haven't retired yet because of the premium <laughs> membership. <laughs> and that's okay. I was going to say just so like. I think it's this is what I hope is is possible with this podcast is that it's a safe place to <laughs> we're all friends here, you know what I mean? And so the idea of we all start things. I have podcasts that I've done 10, 20, 30 episodes of and only had five listeners and four of them are my own devices that <laughs> download it. <laughs> and kind of uh and you, you know, you're trying I think we're all sort of trying for something that is going to take and like you said it starts with listeners obviously, but then there there's other things. So anyways, just to Yeah. No, that's so true. And look, if if you know if you've got any questions about my numbers, I'm happy to share them. I'm, I know that uh, with the wedding podcast, I'm, I'm uh, up to episode twenty, and my stats show that I've had a thousand downloads. Uh, sorry, three thousand downloads for those twenty episodes. And look, I was, I was totally wrapped with with, the, with that with those numbers. I know it doesn't compare to a lot of the other bigger podcasters, but if I if I stop and consider that, um, you know, even if the, if I was speaking to a room of a hundred people, that would be pretty mind blowing. So to have you know, 3,000 downloads, I was totally wrapped. Mm -hmm. And with the Photo Biz Exposed podcast, I'm up to uh, just over 3,000 now with, uh, with five episodes. So, and, uh, and a lot more. I've already got a more of a community feel with that one because of that interaction. And uh, I think people are hungry for information and, and the guests have been so open and giving, and, uh, which has been awesome. But in answer to your question about the membership area, so the reason I definitely wanted to find a way or think of a way that, would have the podcast self-sustaining if possible because the more time I spend doing this, it's time away from my actual business, which is photography. And my wife, Linda, she said, you know, if you're going to do another podcast, you, you really <laughs> need to generate something. <laughs> we can't be going backwards just because you're enjoying the hobby. Yeah, I'm just going to make sure I make so, a note um, here so that uh, my wife doesn't listen to this episode because <laughs> so far it's yeah, just been a yeah. money drain. So 
But anyways, that's right. How many podcasts have you got? Yeah, exactly. Don't <laughs> let your wife look and and uh, tell my wife about about. No, she knows <laughs> what we're doing. But anyway, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, no, not at all. So uh, yeah, so I, I thought the membership way and. and I, like I toyed with a few different ideas and different things and I thought the membership site might be something to try because th- most of the, the photographers that I'm interviewing and, and the other guests, they would all be people that I would be happy to go and pay for to go and see. And I, and I certainly have done in the past, you know, through my career, I'd go to workshops and seminars and listen to these guys speak. So I thought, well, if I can ask them to leave something extra special, maybe a discount code or some other super duper tip that they may not share every day, if they can save that for my premium members, I can offer that to them. So that could be in the way of a slightly um, a little voice recording about an exact how-to tip. It could be, like I said, a discount code. They could uh, tell me or describe a, a situation and how they'd get about around doing that. They might supply me some PDF files or some Word documents that they use in their business. So it's, it's pretty wide open and I think that the stuff that I've been getting from, from those uh, interviewees are all things that I would certainly pay for myself. So for $10 a month, you know, it's, it's peanuts. I can't say it, it certainly hasn't been taken up. People aren't climbing over each other to get it yet. But uh, what I'm planning to do is to, now that I've got a month under my belt, is to have another a sign-up form where they can actually sample that first month for free. And obviously I'll build that mailing list um, through that as well. So th- that's the plan for it. I certainly think there's, there's room to grow that the people that are involved in there already are loving it. And uh, I think if the community grows and word gets out, I think it, I think it could work. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, a, it's it's a really interesting idea, and uh, I have a few different questions. I guess first of all, on the on the uh, technical side, what are you using to sort of manage a membership section of your website? Yes. Is that a, a whole podcast? <laughs> that, that's the worst. The worst question you could have. That's been a nightmare <laughs> to get. <laughs> Look, I mean, I, I consider myself pretty. Uh, technical savvy as far as the internet and WordPress goes, and uh, but this was my first foray into membership sites, and I, I looked at a few different things. I went with um, Dave Jackson. He's another. Uh, he has a podcast about podcasting, the, the School of Podcasting. He recommended this program called DAP Digital Access Pass, and it seemed to do everything that I wanted to do, and it has a lot of room to, you know, I, I could. So what I'm doing now, if you become a member, you get access to everything behind that membership door. There's no restrictions there. So my biggest concern was that people were going to come in there, download everything and then go again and uh, all for $10. So what Digital Access Pass can do is actually drip that content out so people will get the content one week at a time in some sort of order. So I haven't, I haven't put that into place yet but that's an option if I find that the membership grows and people tend to come in for a month and leave. So I, I don't think they would do that for $10 a month um, because it, it's so cheap. But uh, that, that's always an option. And that was one of the things that a lot of other plugins didn't seem to do. Getting it set up has been a little bit of a nightmare. I've been going backwards and forwards with the developers and also with my um, the, the theme developer. I'm using a theme called Avada, A-V-A-D-A, which has been fantastic. The support there, those guys are incredible. I'm speaking to coders you know, almost daily just trying to get a few little bugs sorted out and they've been fantastic. So. It's all working now. It took a couple of weeks, but uh, it's up and running, and uh, I'm happy with with the decision I've made so far. Nifty. Um, okay, I'm just. Does that does that answer your question? Yeah, no, that's exactly what I was wondering. Just what because there's, I mean, uh, you do a search for a WordPress plugin for membership, and there's a million and one things that'll come up, and um, and it's yeah, trying to figure out which one is going to work well and exactly you know your purpose is like you said you know the idea of dripping out content which is a, a neat idea too because to, that is the a bit of the fear that someone would just pay 10 bucks download it all and then cancel <laughs> which you know <laughs> you know kind of it doesn't isn't in the spirit of, of what you're trying to do obviously and uh and so and i was just trying to find the the theme too just for somebody who's maybe looking and that was on through theme forest i'm assuming or maybe that's through their site yes. directly either one probably is no through yeah through theme forest yeah. and avada um, yeah it's a, it's a great looking theme and like i said the guys have been like it's amazing the mate the support is amazing i didn't think i'd get that sort of support uh from a theme developer yeah it's a very nice clean looking professional theme that you're using and then uh the plug-in too that's uh something i was going to mention if if somebody something that i'm testing out and as part of the beta just for somebody who's looking for something i don't this isn't an affiliate plug or anything like that but it's just something i've been playing with is something called memberful.com and uh i don't think they would do the drip thing so i don't think it would help in your situation but it's it's 
a WordPress plugin that um, allows you to basically set up membership sites. And then you can basically, you can either sell files, digital files, PDFs, those kinds of things, or access to your content, to pages. And so you can, within without sounding like too much of a plug for them, <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm trying to remember, I don't think I've mentioned them on the, this show yet. Um, but I thought it, it's worth mentioning in, in light of this discussion. You can just, a very easy flag on a page or a post that you have uh, that can flag it as membership, and you have to have you know membership level X, Y, or Z to to be able to see this. And some, they're actually really receptive to podcasters because uh, one thing that I've thought about doing, and just you and I can bounce this around here, and <laughs> is a sure. you know, the idea of having a podcast that has a access for early members, let's say, idea, and that's sort of that kind of idea where you know, say our interview right now, I maybe we're recording it, but I'm actually not going to release it for three weeks just because I want to release an episode a week, but maybe I make it available to members right away, even though it's, you know, whatever, officially not ready for air, although it's going to be the same, <laughs> same thing in three weeks. <laughs> um, and so you could have it such that it would be available for members. It, it doesn't then uh, trigger the RSS feed to go to, to like iTunes and stuff. So nobody else would get it until you turn it off being available for members, let's say. So kind of like a, Flipping it around the other way, I guess, a bit. But um, at any rate, that's the one plugin that I've come across that kind of works works kind of neat that way. Um, and that's what I'm using if you visit sskt.com slash member. Um, it's just how I'm handling uh, the idea of donating and, and supporting what I'm doing here. So um, if you run through that and want to give some money, great. If not, no worries. <laughs> All right. Um, I hate asking for money. So. <laughs> so, so, so do I. <laughs> I am the worst salesman ever. I mean, I shouldn't. I can't sell my own uh, own photography work either. So I'm not allowed to even be in the studio when there's a sales uh, sales appointment going on. I've just got to shoot. <laughs> um, and okay, so the other angle on that. Oh yeah, with with so what you're doing with the membership stuff is um, when you're asking your guests for extra content. Is that something where um, you know they're doing it? You know, they're obviously coming on your show. Um, and like I said, we're talking to other podcasters here who are listening, so it's just kind of ideas. But they're coming on your show, and the idea is they're getting a bit of promotion, you know, for their thing. And they'll give you some materials or extra tips or whatever. And just like sort of out of the goodness of their heart to help your thing, <laughs> uh, your membership side. Or are you working sort of like a profit-sharing thing with them on each episode? No, no. Something complicated, which as soon as I said that, it sounds like immensely a lot of paperwork <laughs> and too complicated to even bother. No, no, no. Well, I guess it, like it could have been an, an affiliate style setup, but it's not. It's purely there. I mean, one thing I have found is that, and I know this is particularly with photographers and being a photographer going to these workshops, is that they are so happy to share. And I'm not sure if it's because they like to know to share what they actually know or because they really know that half the people that they share things with, they don't do anything with it anyway. So people are very, very hopeless when it comes to actually taking action on the knowledge that they're given. And, and I've seen that through years and years of these seminars and workshops. And, and, you know, a lot of the stuff that I listen to, I don't implement either. So I think people like, certainly the people I've interviewed are happy to share. Um, they don't get anything for it. They, I guess, if they were going to be paying me an affiliate, to to send my listeners over to them, um, that will be another way of looking at. So say oh, they were going to, going to be giving me thirty percent to if I send them to their workshop, then uh, you know I certainly don't get that. But instead, we give it directly to the uh, to the membership people, so they get that uh, at no if they get the thirty percent off, I don't get anything, and they get uh, they get those deals or discounts or bonus material every month or sorry every week after each interview. Right. Yeah. No, it's just an interesting idea, and that's, uh, I think, especially in, in a the right kind of um, whatever niche or business area that your podcast might be in, it's something to for someone to consider anyways, because um, certainly something, you know, like, say, for this show, having, like you said, your membership um, or your uh, settings in Hinderberg or whatever as a little extra that someone could get if they remember or whatever. I'm not, not to scare yeah. people that all of a sudden all this content's going <laughs> to, this podcast is going to go <laughs> behind a paywall or whatever. It's not, that's not my plan right now with it or anything like that. But, um, and obviously you can go back and download all the episodes and have them as much as you want right now. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, and look, Chris, I, I don't really even know if my idea is going to work. I don't, <laughs> I don't have a lot of members yet. It's, uh, it's still, it's still in a new phase. And, uh, and it's funny that you listen, I mean, I listen to lots of other podcasts and you hear people like Pat Flynn saying, preaching to give everything away 
but um, you know, there's only there's only so many hours in the day, and if I want to do this, I've got to sort of try and recoup something just to to mm-hmm. make it, it viable. Yeah, exactly, and that's uh, that's certainly a great way to do it. I think, um, you know, a lot of well, like my my thing or other people who do stuff, they often ask for just a donation, and you don't really get anything back directly. You and at least you're trying to sort of help give something back of tangible value besides the podcast. And I think that's a, a definitely a worthwhile effort, and it's uh, um, it's also just something to put yourself out there and ask for people to give you money. And that's a an important step, I think, for people to try. And like I joke with a lot of the previous guests on the show, like I'll I'll just have you back in ten, twenty, whatever episodes of my show, anyways, and and we can get a an update of where are you now with this thing, and maybe it'll be a raging success, or maybe you'll have switched to a different model or whatever. And that's just part of what we do, I think, on the web and sort of iterating yeah, until definitely, yeah. something sticks. That's the beauty of it, isn't it? I mean, we don't—we're not locked into anything. We can—we uh, can do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. And if the membership thing fails, then um, I'll open that content up to to everyone and think of another way to do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, talk a bit about uh, just going back to your to the wedding podcast, and and not maybe specifically f- about the topics that you have or the topic that you had, but just the idea of someone who has a business, because uh, there might be some people listening right now who have never even thought of starting a podcast and just dropped in here because they wanted to hear an Australian accent or, or whatever, but, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the idea of your business, cause your day job, like you said, uh, you know, wedding photographer, often people would, when I've approached my day job is building websites and when I've approached people about, you know, Hey, you should do a podcast. Cause I think it would help you grow your business. Um, people often balk at the idea cause it's too much work. It's too much time and, and they don't, they're already busy with their business, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So just talk a bit about that idea of, of just having a podcast as a part of your business sort of marketing and content strategy yeah i think i think once i started hearing about the the content uh, the content marketing thing that that sort of struck a chord with me and then with especially once the the google plus the authorship came out i, I mean i already had a, a pretty substantial blog and i was doing interviews uh myself with other business owners and just not actually having a podcast but recording them using them as a, a basis for a blog post and then with google auth- authorship so i'd be going out say i interviewed a florist so now in my local area, I'm on the Central Coast. If someone types in Central Coast Wedding Florist, my picture comes up and my article comes up and uh, there's, a, there's some audio there or possibly a video and also a long blog post featuring all my photos. So the content marketing stuff definitely works. It really is incredible. So if I was, you know, if, if, I was, if someone was listening to this and they were in a business, in a niche business, in, in a particular suburb or area, wherever they are, you know, I, I would encourage them to do whatever they can as far as content marketing goes, whether that's a, a podcast, a video. A podcast is not certainly not hard. I wouldn't spend the money that I spent if I was to do this again from the start. I would, uh, I would go a little bit cheaper, a little bit easier and just get something out there and uh, just produce that evergreen content and having it going up there regularly that it's not going to be difficult. And uh, all of a sudden, you're popping up as the expert. You're the go-to person. Your face is popping up in in different searches for different products associated with your industry, and it, it can only be good. It's uh, yeah, I, I definitely would recommend it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's where I think, uh, like you said, you touched on even you know videos with YouTube and things like that. People often don't or underestimate the value of just a simple uh, connection that's either video or audio um, connecting with an actual person through. And not to slip into my day job mode of <laughs> preaching to businesses, but uh, of the value of hearing a voice or a, or seeing a, an actual person instead of just the web, which is often you know text and and pictures, nice graphics and stuff, but to hear a human's voice about talking about the thing that they like or the thing they want to do or or whatever those kinds of things is is uh, undervalued, I think, um, at the local level. Anyway. No, you're you're 100%. That is 100% correct. Because when I, it's funny you mentioned Cynthia Sanchez before, because like I said, we we both interviewed her, but I'd heard her being interviewed on another podcast earlier. And then when she came online to to chat to me for my podcast, I felt like I actually knew this lady. It was amazing. I mean, I knew that, uh, you know, I knew where she lived. I knew how many kids she had. I knew the jobs that she'd had in the past and uh, all through listening to her speak. And uh, it was such a personal connection right from the start. It was like chatting to an old friend. It was it was incredible. So yeah, it really does work. Yeah, and that's actually I'll I'll make sure to throw a link in because I think that's an interesting discussion that you guys had. Um, is 
she her podcast is focused on on Pinterest, obviously, and and listeners of this show will, like I said, will remember her from episode nine. But um, the discussion you guys had about using Pinterest as a basis for and maybe don't, maybe I'm putting words in your mouth or her whatever. Anyways, <laughs> uh, about uh, for a photography business, right? And and how Pinterest can help photographers in marketing, etc. Right. Yeah, that was exactly yeah, and I, I come across as a bit of sh- a bit of a shady character in that interview because <laughs> I, asked, I asked lots of things, lots of sneaky things, and uh, just trying to find out if you can do them, if you should do them, or if you shouldn't do them. So uh, I'm certainly not sneaky. I was just finding out what you can and can't do with, with Pinterest in regards to getting traffic to your website. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's uh, well, that's certainly good. And that's like, I mean, just. I don't think you're being sneaky at all, but you're, you know, even when you talk, it's something where you're talking numbers and downloads and dollars and all that kind of stuff as it relates to podcasting, even on here too, I try and as much as possible, just let's just spit it out. And like, you know, like you said, this is how many downloads, this is whatever, like it's, there's no point in hiding behind it because if someone really wanted to know, they could probably figure it out. And, um, and like I said, talking to other podcasters, you might as well, if you can't share with each other, then (laughs) what are you going to, what are you going to do? So, um, one thing I wanted to go back to that I forgot about is uh, in referencing the people who are leaving ratings or reviews on iTunes. And I don't know if you have the answer for this, but if not, maybe a listener does. Um, there's on iTunes, there's, I don't know how many countries that they're in now, 60, 80, whatever countries that the iTunes store is listed in with podcasts. And you only see the comments and ratings for the country that you happen to be selected as. Um, have you done any any investigation or do you use a tool to be able to see comments from anywhere do you know what i'm saying yeah i do and it's it's a frustrating it's annoying and i think i think itunes should send me an email when i get a comment too i have to go back in and check so yeah. maybe that's one of their strategies but yeah so if you go to the itunes page to the very bottom on the right there's usually a little flag there in a circle and so for me it's australia for you it would be canada and if you click onto that little icon of your flag then you can select and change which country so you can go into that country and check your ratings and reviews there from those listeners. So that's that's the only way that I know of that you can do that. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to. I'm, I'm sure someone will. If you're you're out there and you're banging your head against the wall saying like, why isn't Chris talking about this one app or whatever? That's because I know there was one out there and I just can't remember what it was that it would actually it would actually somehow through the magic of whatever the internet <laughs> would go out and actually <laughs> aggregate all the comments from all the countries that if you you know I think you plug in your podcast number. ID number or whatever, and then you would get all those, you could see those updates as they come in rather than having to check into every single store. So, um, which would, you know, like you said, it, you know, there's only so much I had actually didn't realize that there was actually some comments on this podcast on the American store. Cause I just had forgotten to go log in and check. And, um, and so it's something, I guess for you, what do you, you look at the Australian store obviously, and do you probably presumably check maybe the American store and then is that sort of it or what do you guys, what do you yeah, no, I do exactly that. But in Blueberry, in my stats, uh, I imagine it's the same with Lipson. It gives me a breakdown of uh, which countries I have listeners in and where and, and how they're split up in the num- numbers-wise. Mm. So I'll jump into the different countries. But usually it, it's going to be for me, uh, I imagine, America, the UK, Canada and Australia. So the major English-speaking countries. Mm-hmm. And then the numbers start to dwindle off pretty quickly for the other English-speaking countries around the world. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where, um, so if somebody is aware of the app that I'm trying to remember that I'm having, a, and I don't feel like Googling because I'll just end up, I can't Google and, <laughs> and, t- and well, they, conduct it. If can, you find out, you've got to put it in your show notes and you can tell you can tell me and all the listeners again what uh, what show number this one is so I can come back and check for that, yeah, that exactly. plugin it's, as well. It's uh, so sskTN.com slash contact if you want to send me a, a message with where that is, uh, the app or, or the utility or whatever that it might be that uh, you've used. And then, uh, and then, yeah, sskTn.com and look for "Show Me Your Mic" logo, and this will be episode eleven uh, with Andrew. So, um, to to look, come back for the the show notes. Hopefully, by the time you, oh, this is weird. Yeah, this won't. This will do my head in because this isn't going to be published for a little while. But, <laughs> anyways, maybe I'll actually have it in there by then. I'll I'll go Google it. So, um, we'll put a big note in the links below to to go find that. So. Um, because I'm pretty sure it's a Mac app, at least the one I saw in the app store somewhere. So um, I'll find that out if I, in the meantime. Um, well, on that note, actually, let's, uh, I think that's a good spot to end the discussion for today. Anyways, where can folks, uh, oh, sorry, I'm forgetting my, well, not my most important, but the way I end 
every show anyways, and I don't know if, I think you mentioned you listened <laughs> to some, but, uh, or that you listened to some episodes, uh, which, which, uh, so hopefully you, you probably would have called me on it if I'd let you go too soon. Which, what podcast <laughs> do you find yourself listening to? And, and then also the, what, what apps do you use to listen to podcasts with? Uh, yes, I use um, iCatcher. It's a little app for my iPhone. I think it's called iCatcher. And uh, that's been great. So I was listening with the just through iTunes and, and sort of co- uh, collating everything through there, but that became a nightmare. So iCatcher's been good. As far as podcasts, um, wow, I, I listen to a whole lot. I sound like an internet marketer with the stuff that I, that I listen to. <laughs> but uh, I listen to uh, so Pat Lynn, Smart Passive Income. Um, we've got a, a podcast over here that some of your listeners may be familiar with called Freedom Ocean, which is uh, an internet marketing expert, James Schramko, and he gets interviewed or basically he gets asked a lot of questions by Tim who has uh, a million questions and that, that's a pretty cool one. They come up with some pretty cool things in there. Um, I really love Mixergy but only when Andrew's interviewing the, the smaller entrepreneurs. I think some of the guests he has are way, way, way out of my league. <laughs> right, Yeah. <laughs> Um, a couple of cycling podcasts. I used to really love the Two Johns podcasts from the States, but uh, they seem to have pod faded, <laughs> so, um, which is a shame. And uh, yeah, and I, I also really love, and I've only not long found it, is the um, This American Life. Mm, yeah. And I heard one of your guests recently saying that um, he, he wasn't going to classify that as a podcast because it was a radio show. But for me over here, it's definitely a podcast. It's, uh, I certainly can't get them on the radio. Yeah, yeah, that's us, us here too. Yeah, that's a great show. That's actually a great one for. Um, I don't. Know, I find I don't listen to every episode of it, but I'll inevitably someone will recommend an episode, and I'll go 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 tag it and listen to it. And um, but just for a great uh, podcast or broadcast, whatever you want to call it, um, to listen to for telling a good story. Because like you and I were doing an interview shows, and those are good. But I think there's a another level that comes with some of the they do interviews, but there's a a stronger narrative as for anybody who's listened to me interviewing somebody and I jump all over the place and uh, there isn't really a strong narrative necessarily through other than podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a, a great one to sort of aspire to be like, I guess, in terms of interview styles. So any yeah, there's others? Actually, there's actually, yeah, look, there's a new, there's a new guy, um, Dane Sanders, who started a, a podcast called Converge. And you can, as soon as you listen to this podcast, he's only reason you, I think, uh, three or four episodes in. But if you listen to him, you know that he's, he's being totally influenced by This American Life. And he does it really, really well just on his own. And uh, he, he brings in a guest and has a chat and sort of weaves this bit of a story. And definitely worth a listen. He's uh, really cool. I hope he doesn't disappear because it sounds like he's putting a lot of work into what he's done. Oh, yeah. But uh, I haven't heard an episode for a couple of weeks. So definitely worth a look. Um, what else? I also listen to... Um, learning with Leslie, the blogger. Um, he's got some pretty cool, pretty cool podcasts as well. Wow, it's, uh, yeah, I, I've got. I think I've got thirty or forty podcasts that are lined up in my <laughs> podcatcher. And uh, yeah, but I think these days too. I mean, I used to listen to everything. I, you know, I'd be too scared to delete something without listening to it. But now, if I start listening, it's not you know right up my alley, or I'm not that interested. I'll just delete and move on to the next one. Yeah, that's the well. Especially as you add, as you do more podcasts yourself, it it just becomes harder and harder because you can listen to a podcast while you're blogging or doing other work, any just about any other work. But as soon as you start actually recording your own podcast, it limits <laughs> how many podcasts you can listen to. Because I don't know about you, but I can't listen to another podcast while I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> Look, it's fun. I can't even listen to another podcast while I'm working. I I, I have silence when I'm working. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I have, yeah, I only listen to them when I'm driving, and that's probably the main time. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I can't I can't listen to a podcast and concentrate on what I'm doing. I'm yeah, <laughs> typical male. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably it's probably a, a better statement. I should say that I I don't actually get anything done when I'm listening to the podcast while I'm working is maybe more accurate than I just like to pretend I'm really productive and listening to podcasts. So, uh, but at any rate, what's uh, where can folks find you, follow you, uh, all that stuff online? What's uh, I'll put these in the show notes, but. Yeah, I'm not even sure what to tell you here. I think that the Photo Biz Exposed podcast would be a great one. They can get hold of me there via um, by the show or contact form or email. But if that that uh, URL is photobizx.com. And if anyone wants to check out my photography work, you can do that at impact-images.com.au. 
All right. AU, and then do you do the Twitters and stuff for you? Epstein. Yeah, I'm on Twitter as and <laughs> yeah, I am there. I don't use Twitter that much, but I'm on there and uh, uh, as Andrew Helmich. It's H E double L M I C H. All right. And my Facebook is uh, Facebook's a strange one for me. I, I don't know if other businesses were in the same situation, but we have a, we've got a number of photographers. And when I first started Facebook, we went in there with a personal profile. Well, probably shouldn't be saying this on air, but went in with a personal profile for our business and uh, we sort of haven't swayed away from that. And it's, it's been really good. It works really well for us, but it's a, it's a pain in other ways. So, mm. so my name on, the, on Facebook is Erina. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at it now. <laughs> That's actually funny. I don't know if there's a, maybe there's an Australian connection, but my brother-in-law who's in Australia, actually he's part of a, a collective shop or whatever up in, I don't know if it's up or down in Byron Bay, but uh, up, yeah. Um, and they did the same thing. They had a personal, and I'm sure I'm not just, it's obviously not just Australians that do this, but they had a personal page that they just converted into their member page. So he was trying to, and he's not that savvy with Facebook. And so he was trying to tell me how to find it. And he said, just look for this person's name and then little seed shop and blah, blah, blah. And so um, anyways, just kind of a funny coincidence, I guess. Something with the accent, I guess. The dodgy Australians. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Andrew, for joining me on, on Show Me Your Mic. And uh, like we said, find us uh, at ssktn.com and look for Show Me Your Mic, episode 11. You can find all the links to Andrew's stuff and then also the stuff we've discussed. And hopefully I'll find that app that I was looking for. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm iChris. And then Twitter, or SSKTN, is on Twitter, at SSKTN. And uh, also on Facebook, too, if that's your thing. Same digits. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you for listening. I really appreciate all the listeners of the show, new and old, and I uh, look forward to seeing you again in the next episode. If you would love to ask any questions, I'm, I've been toying around, tossing around the idea of doing just sort of a Q&A show with folks. I've gotten a few emails from folks, just you know, random questions about different stuff. Hit up ssktn.com slash contact and uh, send me your questions about podcasting. I'm by no means an expert. That's why I'm doing this show. But uh, I'd be happy to sort of maybe me and a guest or whatever go through a bunch of questions that people have and in future episodes. So be sure to do that if you like. And uh, thanks for listening and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Show Me Your Mic on the SSKTN Podcast Network. Follow along on Twitter at SSKTN or like us on Facebook.com slash SSKTN. Be sure to visit ssktn.com for interviews with other podcasters, as well as learn about other shows we produce, such as Welcome to the Internet, Too Lazy to Blog, and Lost in Lemon. <laughs>